0: Amazon sucks, I know, but at least I leave you surprises by the stairs to let you know I care. My name is Stephen Pope, I'm the founder of My Amazon Guide, and in this video I'm gonna be criticizing a lot of the hacks that let people get into messes on Amazon and breaking some of that down. Ultimately put, the basics on Amazon are what always will work. The basics being pay-per-click advertising, search engine optimization, catalog management, and design. But what doesn't work, what creates more messes when selling on the platform is doing things like rebates, where all of a sudden you're de-indexed from your top keyword, doing things like two-step URLs or other scummy, scammy SEO tactics with external factors that try and trick the search engine. Don't do that stuff. If any of you think that drop shipping is a good idea selling from Walmart onto Amazon, let me tell you, that is a terrible idea. You should not do that. If you catch your grandma talking about this, if you hear anybody over talking about doing dropshipping, this is not a future business endeavor. You are going to be caught with your pants down. It's not going to end well for you. The reason is, is because dropshipping doesn't add value. You don't need hundreds of sellers selling the same item on the platform and quite frankly, drop shipping leads to cancellations. There's a really difficult way to do returns, uh, and, and it's just basically retail arbitrage with a button click and some, um, you know, pushing of one location to another. I, I talked to uh, an older couple the other month, and they had put their life savings into a drop shipping business, only to be banned by Amazon, and then they were st- um, stuck with a bunch of property, a bunch of different product. And a lot of drop shippers initially will just start out with shipping from Walmart into Amazon, um, trying to make a quick buck. Sometimes they'll do it from the US and ship it into Canada uh, and the like. This this is against terms and conditions at this stage. Amazon does not like it. Uh, and, and you're going to see more band hammers coming down the pipe with this. You're going to hear a lot of drop shippers talk about having multiple accounts and all the like, just like that. Of course, you can't buy reviews on Amazon, nor should you incentivize them, but we still see businesses popping up primarily out of China, where they're doing link farms and also buying negative reviews against other sellers. This sort of stuff will obviously get your account banned very quickly, will make big giant messes for you. Don't do anything related to reviews. In fact, I, I wouldn't even ask customers for reviews at this stage. Uh, what I would do is create value and build a community. The more community building that you do right now, the better off your business is going to be. Uh, It's sustainable. Uh, It's also real and authentic. When you're talking about the real problems that your customers face, whether you're selling a medical product or whether you're selling a gift item, it doesn't matter. Build a community around that concept because, those sort of people will come back again and again. You're going to build a retention model. It's okay to build like an email list, but you can't technically market Amazon customers. Uh, and if you ask for reviews in product inserts or anything along those lines, you're going to run into challenges with that. Amazon may make you ship all of your inventory out of FBA if they catch reports of you putting product inserts that ask for reviews or incentivizes them. I've, I've seen massive amounts of crackdown where Amazon um, is catching these sellers do these sort of things, which creates lots of messes because then not only are you worried about staying in stock, but then you got to ship it out, and then there's the cost of it. And I don't know about you, but doing removal orders out of Amazon in bulk instead of it just being like a onesie-twosie issue with returns, but doing it in bulk in the hundreds, there is nothing more frustrating than receiving hundreds of orders out of FBA, and they're all coming in different packaging, sizing, Uh, They throw LPN labels on them, which is basically return labels. So then you have to repackage the stuff and reship it in. It just gets super messy. So don't do any of that. One of the fastest ways to get yourself banned is to sell counterfeit goods as well as shipping late. If you sell something that's a knockoff, you're going to be banned so freaking fast. Also expired product, which is why retail arbitrage is kind of a dying model right now. And then uh, if you're selling something and shipping it out late and you're not getting it to the consumer on a good time frame, they will remove your shipping abilities, force you to use FBA and possibly suspend your account. You're going to be doing a lot of plan of actions if you do stuff like that. Another thing is not answering customer service messages. So you do receive messages in your portal and account. Um, You can set up custom notifications in Seller Central in the uh, notification section. So when a customer message comes in, it goes directly to a specific party. If you go over 24 hours, Amazon doesn't like that. It can affect your buy box. Uh, If all other things are equal, if you don't respond to your customers, obviously a better customer experience comes from somebody that does answer their customer uh, inquiries. I have these aftershock, uh, headphones that I, I have been using to listen to business books. Uh, I've got another business podcast where I talk about those books here. And unfortunately this broke. And so like, you can see it's like bending like that. Whereas this side, it doesn't do that. And so I reached out and then they referred me to the website anyway, which kind of sucks. Whatever. You got to file the warranty claim, I guess. Another mess that I've seen is when somebody loads their inventory into Amazon, but they don't have a trademark yet, or maybe they list it under generic, but then later have to switch the trademark name or the brand name on Amazon. It just creates a series of messes. Another thing I've seen is when people load it, they don't use proper case on their brand name, and so they've got challenges between all caps versus lowercase, and it creates confusion and alias issues within the ecosystem. When sales suck, complaining about how customers don't understand my product instead of figuring out like maybe I should just lower the price, grab two weeks of high velocity sales, raise the price back up and advertise properly. And then all of a sudden I'm doing great, right? Like these sort of messes can be self-inflicted wounds. Also not putting a picture of a human on a listing. Uh, Just come on guys, like humanize your products, put pictures of people understand who your customer avatar is. If you're selling a product and 55-year-old females are the target audience, but you don't show a single picture of a 55-year-old female in any of your secondary images, let alone your A+ content, you're damaging your brand. Right? Like consumers need to understand when they load and and see your listing, what are they looking at? Why does it matter and how does it affect them? Are they looking at the right product? you got five seconds or less to make that determination and that feel, and people are doing it by image association. This happens on a psychological level so quick, so fast, you cannot write around this problem. You can't update the title, the bullets, the description to fix this, let alone your enhanced brand content. You have to have secondary images that convince the consumer, I am looking at a product that will solve my problem, give me the emotions that I need to be satisfied and, and solve, a, give me a solution along those lines. Another self-inflicted mess I see is when somebody says, I can do it all alone. Now, this is great until you get to about $50,000 in monthly sales. You might be able to skim it and go for the high margins and do everything yourself. But in reality, to get above that, you are going to need help. You're going to need multiple bodies, whether that's virtual assistants, whether that's hiring an agency or hiring your first full-time employee in-house who's local. Now, obviously, the more remote you can go, the better off you're going to be keeping your costs down. But if you have a physical warehouse, you've got physical employees, you might as well hire in-house at that point. Um, Although your marketing effort is generally speaking, the best and easiest thing you can outsource bar none. PPC is number one. Designs, number two, some of that SEO and catalog work, probably number three and number four for me in terms of what I would outsource first if I could only pick one thing and the rank order of it. This video is a little bit of a departure from my normal tutorial format. Let me know what you think. Uh, We're trying to figure out how to upgrade the website as well. We've we do obviously full service and trying to figure out like, okay, what does peace of mind look like? Is that a guy with a golfing? Is he showing up on the beach? I don't know. You tell me what you think I should do in the comments. Always open to hearing your feedback about our branding logo and direction. Special requests available for anything in the content you want us to cover. Or if you got a problem, go over to myamazonguy.com and we'll see if we can help you. And as well as growing your sales. We love growing sales. We'll see you guys later.